When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Great Takes Less Filling by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go a you fur. With me this week is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. Hello. Well, normally I'd be like bagging on us for taking so long to record a podcast following a game, but if you really think about it, it's only been like 20 hours since the game ended. Um, so we're well within the the normal window recording here on a on a Wednesday evening cuz that 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 kickoff was late. I'm old. I'm an old man. I'm not afraid to say it. The guaranteed rate bowl kicked off far, far too late. Uh, but I stayed up and watched the whole thing, so I guess I'm not too old, just kind of old. Yeah, no, it definitely was a, uh, a late evening, but, uh, you know, uh, honestly, the second half could have been a bit more exciting. That that probably put a lot more people to sleep than, than it needed to be, but, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a typical P.J. Fleck gopher game where uh, they, they did plenty what they needed to do in the first half and then just sort of put everybody to sleep most including the the West Virginia offensive and defensive lines and and did what we needed to do and uh, you know got another big bull win. I will say given the uh, slow descent into victory, <laughs> I guess I'll call it I was I enjoyed myself last night. Uh, the, you know there was more stupidity than I would have liked, but honestly more than a handful of that came from the fact that guaranteed rate, the, the operations staff at Chase Field just decided to do the really stupid thing of opening the uh, roof in the middle of a downpour f- on top of a field that had literally gotten laid that day. I don't think that grass had been down over the tr- over the uh, the fake floor, which was on top of the real grass of the real stadium. Uh, that hadn't been down for even 20 hours. And they're like, meh. So this field that, you know, takes a while to settle into place, let's just get it really wet. I'm sure that will turn out fine. All for uh, a dude parachuting in with uh, an American flag and a couple fireworks. Like, so, you know, given the amount of slop that was created by that nonsense, uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I will say I was made even more happy by the fact that they did uh, a uh, touchdown run for Daniel Falele, uh and, you know, a, uh, a uh, fake extra point for a two-point conversion. That kind of stuff is automatically going to make it a better game no matter what happens. No, it's true. I mean, that that probably was the, the definite highlight of the uh, of the game when... when... The, the the view from uh, behind the gopher line of scrimmage when they lined up like that the first time and you just see the West Virginia linebacker look like he just crapped his pants to try and jump up and call timeout <laughs> as fast as possible. And then they it was sort of interesting to watch as after the timeout they sort of slow played it, like follow it looked like he was going to get on the offensive line and then he sort of slid back back to that fullback slot and you knew it was coming. Uh, you knew P.J. wasn't really going to use him as a decoy there and and he did what he needed to do. He plowed everybody. 
But in fact, unfortunately, he plowed over his own teammate. Uh, uh, John Michael Schmitz left the game at that point. Uh, with a, well, with no, a, it sounds like, well, at least somebody else was claiming he was on the two-point conversion block as well. Okay, so maybe he did come back in and, and got hurt on that. But there, there's definitely one angle where you see Falele basically put his head down and go, and you see JMS basically go flying about five yards into the end zone as he gets rammed from behind by 6'9", 380 pounds. Yeah, um, no doubt he got trucked either way. Whether that was the injury or just getting trucked, he got trucked. In either case, you know, hope, hopefully it sounds like, uh, you know, I guess we haven't gotten a full injury report, but hopefully it won't be too too serious and he'll be back in time for spring ball here. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, getting that and then, yeah, the counting right back with the, the confusion, uh, you know, the celebration and everybody going for the, uh, you know, the fake extra point, uh, you know, for, for those of you who watched it on TV with the TV crew basically calling it out. As yep. as Anikstad lined up at uh, at the holding position, <laughs> not uh, not Crawford, um, so you definitely knew uh, something was up, and West Virginia did not catch it. Uh, probably, most likely in the in you know the atmosphere, everybody was still a little <laughs> shocked that that Big Dan just ran ball in the end zone. So uh, good timing on that by by PJ Fleck. Um, uh, you know, and and yeah, that sort of set the tone. Uh, you know, West Virginia did come back down and and cut the lead to, to eight, six on their touchdown drive. And then they also tried going for two in some weird formation that, that uh, luckily Jordan Howden wasn't fooled and, and knocked the ball away. But uh, I mean, other than that one drive, West Virginia really didn't give any indication that they were ever going to be in the game. I mean, the, the Minnesota offensive line killed them. The Minnesota defensive line killed them. Um, you know, great, secondary play by by Howden and by uh, Tyler Newbin um you know it was pretty easy to tell that Minnesota was was the better team uh between those two and they definitely didn't play down to uh, their opponents as we've seen a couple of times this season they they did what they needed to do and and yeah it wasn't pretty uh, but I think by now we've learned that Minnesota doesn't often win pretty they just try to win and, and that's what they did again yeah, and I agree. There was a lot to like about it. Uh, you know, the blitz, the blitz packages that uh, Joe Rossi put together for the defense were frankly just on point all night long. Uh, the defensive line was getting pressure with four. You had multiple defensive linemen just dominating uh, whoever was across the line from them. Sack after sack, QB pressures. You know, all in all, it was just a really enjoyable night watching the defense do their thing. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, some of the some of the blocking was just sexual. Like, uh, there was that pitch. I don't remember if it was Kai or Bucky who took the pitch, but there were just three giant bodies out there on the right side, clearing the way. He, his cutback lane was, you know, as wide as I-94. It, it just, oh my God, it was really a lot of fun to watch. And... Uh, you know, the I, I I just there were moments where I groaned or was like, why'd we do that or whatever. It just I didn't I didn't find myself getting too uh, too ramped up in a frustrated way at even at the dumbest parts of the game, like the flea flicker. Why just don't? But at the same time, it didn't cost them, so whatever. Um, yeah, I, I had fun and Big Dan, the pad level, the pad level of a gigantic man working as a fullback. Oh, it made my heart so happy. 
I have one word for you. Stickers. You need stickers from Homefield Apparel. I have recently purchased uh, basically their entire supply, or at least their entire line of stickers. There's a fantastic Tulane Green Wave. They now have a Slippery Rock University, Rocky the Rock, in some sort of fur coat with a pennant. Go to homefieldapparel.com to check it out. You're going to love these stickers. And of course, there's all the comfortable, fantastic apparel. I also gave some of that for Christmas to my family. And uh, if you want to ring in the new year with some comfortable sweatshirts, homefieldapparel.com is the place to go. Make sure to use code DAILYGOPHER at checkout for 15% off your first order. That's homefieldapparel.com, code DAILYGOPHER. Well, I guess the the question I'd ask you then, Andy, is next in the week, offense and defense. Pick one. Uh, who would you go with? Uh, man, if I have to pick one, I mean, I... I you, you can know, pick I, one for each side of the ball. Well, I, I know I can pick one for each side of the ball, but I guess, I mean, what I, I would I would reward the, at least on offense, I would reward the offensive line. I mean, it was, it was obvious that they... Uh, you know, at least at least uh, four of them who were, were going out went out, uh, out out on top with a bang. I mean, as you said, some of those holes were just absolutely ridiculous all night long. And uh, I mean, Kai Thomas ended up with uh, 147 yards on 21 carries. Bucky Irving 131 on 19. I mean, they both did what they needed to do, but. On some of those runs, there literally were not people within yards of them. That's how big some of those holes were. I think Irving's touchdown or Thomas's touchdown run. Literally, I remember looking at, and at that point, Nathan Bow was into the game uh, after JMS got hurt, and Thomas just ran up the middle, and Bow I don't think touched anyone. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he 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 pulled up and like he's looking for somebody to hit, and he doesn't. They'd clear everybody else had cleared such a, a path that he didn't have anybody to hit. No, I mean he literally looked to block and was like, um, where where'd the defense go? So, um, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna give it to the uh, to the Minnesota offensive line. I mean that that was that was ridiculous what they did, and and um, you know, I, another great uh, great performance by them, and. And, you know, it's nice to see them go out on top. Uh, you know, obviously JMS coming back uh, next season, but uh, last game in the maroon and gold for for uh, Blaze Andres and, and Daniel Falele, uh, Connor Olson, um, Sam Schluter. So and Schluter. Sam uh, Schluter, yeah. Yeah, so nice nice to see them uh, have, a, have a big uh, Coquif. Can't forget him. Also a blocking beast in there. So... Uh, nice to nice to see them go out with a really great performance. I'll give it to Big Dan because the pad level was too too uh, undeniably powerful and, and well delivered for such a big guy. Uh, big shout out, of course, to uh, Kai and Bucky because it's really hard to <laughs> when they're both running for those kind of yards uh, for that kind of yard per carry. Either one of them, of course, are are extremely deserving and. Um, uh, Dalen Wright, honestly, um, you know the the passing game quieted down quite a bit as as Minnesota just went went to and stuck to the run, but uh, he had a really uh, hot start to the game, and uh, that was certainly pleasing. Hopefully, to see more of that uh, next year would be would be fantastic. Um, defensively, um, I mean, I, I feel like I got to go Boye Mafe, um, but um, 
you know, it's another situation where that's kind of an embarrassment of riches for who played well. Uh, so I'm interested, you know, where do you go with it, with, with it, Andy? Yeah, you know, the defensive MVP was given to Tyler Newbin, and if you look, I mean, he pretty much had the best statistical night for Minnesota. Uh, led the team with eight tackles, uh, had a sack, um, you know, broke up a pass. Um, you know, I, I, I noticed uh, Ezio Tomeo, uh you know, he had a really nice. Uh, yeah, actually, game. he might have had he might have had a better game than Boye. Actually, yeah, two sacks, uh, three tackles. Um, I mean, it's tough to tell. I don't. You know, we obviously don't know the full quality of West Virginia's offensive line, but both those guys, uh, you know, both Boye and 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 Otomeo, uh, you know, the la- as, as the last game you're going to put on tape before you go into the uh, to the Senior Bowl. That uh, that can't hurt. Uh, that definitely should hopefully garner them some more attention here uh, in, as we get into the uh, pre-draft camps and workouts and things like that. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I'll give I'll props to them. Like I said, uh, Jordan Howden had two breakups at uh, pretty key times. Um, you know, Michael Dixon, true freshman with the, with an interception. I mean, the Gophers, we were sort of, you know, it's one of the things you kind of worry a little bit about the secondary and the safety. There's three safeties coming back next year who all played really great in the bowl game. Um, so, you know, you, you almost got to feel pretty good about the Gophers safety spot going into 2022. Uh, it's going to be the corner slot that obviously with Coney Durr, uh, heading off to, well, we hope the NFL, but at least graduating and heading off, um, you know, and Justice Harris in the slot that Minnesota will have some some holes to fill there. Uh, they got a couple of the uh, the grad transfer or not grad transfers, but uh, you know, transfer portal uh, people already who potentially may take over those slots in twenty twenty two. But um, you know, it was it was between Rossi's play calling and and the the pressure on the defense, and even the linebackers did pretty good and contained. You know, all in all, uh, it was really nice to see another full, big, solid defensive effort and. Uh, so, long story short, if I have to if I have to give uh, uh, Necton, I'll 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 pick Newbin just for his statistical efforts uh, and you know already winning the defensive MVP. And they wore a, a nice Goldie helmet too. They even they even look good, even though uh, just to complain about Chase Field some more. I don't understand how a professional team has a lighting system that makes it look that much like a cave. <laughs> it's really dumb. I don't want, ever want to see a game of any kind in that stadium. That stadium looks like a dump to me. Don't want any part of it. Yeah, I've I was there once, probably ten years ago. I don't. It, it doesn't stick out as memorable. So that that tells you all you probably need to to know about it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. It's uh, I mean, considering for for at least fifteen twenty years, the stadium was most notably known for its gimmick as in the swimming pool out in center field um i forgot about that yeah the the rest of it not so much so no i think uh last night was a it was a pretty good uh proof to say why why don't we just move and play this at, at sun devil stadium like we used to because uh they're a facility that's used to playing football there and you won't have any field issues in theory and, and things like that and sure it might not be quite as nice and flashy but uh you know at least it's at least it's used to having football games be played there so you're not going to worry about the quality of the field and stuff like yeah that. i'll be honest I, I as old as sun devil stadium is i'm hard pressed to see how it's any worse than 
than that. Except for, you know, the fancy people who have boxes and whatever, I guess. But or, we don't care. Or, or to be brutally That's... honest, I mean, it happens all the time. Just play it. I mean, you'd have to move the game up a week even, you know, maybe to the before Christmas slot, which I'm sure the Big Ten would complain about and stuff like that. But play it in, in Glendale. I mean, you got plenty of the stadiums that have two bowl games down in Orlando. The the uh, Citrus Bowl has the uh, one of the other games like a week beforehand. You know. Yeah, there's the Camping World and the I mean, and the, the Citrus the, Bowl. The, bowl. The, the guaranteed rate bowl is already run by the Fiesta Bowl people. Just play it at the same stadium as the Fiesta Bowl. Just bump it up a few days earlier or something like that. But the the the. Bad news is the Big Ten is stuck with the guaranteed rate bowl at least until 2026. The good news is, knowing the way the Big Ten does their bowl rotations, the chance that the Gophers will be back in the next four seasons is pretty unlikely. So, yes. uh, we we most likely will not have to deal with the uh, the late 9 p.m. kickoff in a baseball stadium if uh, if we're going to end up with another late kickoff. Uh, we're going to be stuck like Wisconsin is playing in, in Las Vegas, uh, tomorrow night, the night before new year's paying $300 a night for a crappy hotel room in Vegas, uh, because the strip is worried about many, many other things than a football game between the big 10 and the PAC 12. At least that one happens in a really nice football stadium. You got to take no, the small I mean, wins in these situations. Oh yeah. You got to take the small wins. It, I mean, that, yeah, that, that, it would be fun to go to. It's just... Um, so damn expensive. Well, and, and like I said, you know, <laughs> for everybody who was complaining about our nine twenty kickoff last night, when when that Wisconsin Arizona State game kicks off at nine forty five tomorrow night, because uh, they're definitely not gonna let the Peach Bowl, um, the Michigan State Pitt game, uh, encroach in on it. Uh, yeah, have have fun with that. All right. Well, you may have noticed this was a, a great takes edition of the of the pod. Uh, a couple of reasons for that. One, our our uh, fearless co uh, participants had uh, conflicts this evening, but also because honestly, the bowl game was all there was to talk about. Hockey hasn't done anything because they've been on their break. Basketball is getting games canceled because Alcorn State has COVID problems. Uh, that's probably something we should be expecting more of, unfortunately. Hopefully not because of Minnesota. Um, the Big Ten just released some new uh, COVID uh, uh, cancellation-related rules. Uh, to give the basic summary of it, you're no longer required to forfeit if you're below the number of players, if your medical staff signs off that it's safe for the remaining players and coaches to participate. However, uh, if you do have to forfeit because of numbers, it is a forfeit. However, if you're above the number line, you can choose not to play uh, because of COVID concerns, and it can be declared a no contest. Uh, I don't remember the exact number of players and coaches you have to have. It's one coach and I think seven players. So if you're above that line, you can turn it into a no contest if you need to. But below that line, it's at minimum a forfeit or the team can choose to play. Uh, we'll see how that all starts to shake out as the uh, season continues. Um, but, you know, that's really where uh, football, football's our topic this week. However, next week, uh, look forward to a, another edition of the SkyU podcast. We'll talk more about football, looking back at the season, looking forward to next year, and ideally have uh, some basketball content. Uh, and then, Andy, is there, would there be a hockey game? There's not hockey this weekend because uh, of the... 
No, actually, well, they're, they're a pair of exhibition games. Oh, that's uh, right. Saint, uh, the St. Thomas, Saint game, Thomas and game and the, uh, and the U18 eight, game. Yep, the U.S. under-18 game Monday. Again, both very tentative at this moment in time. Uh, we, we hope that those games get played, but uh, as we've learned, uh, absolutely nothing is guaranteed right now, uh, considering how many other games are getting... Uh, getting postponed and canceled and, and considering both of these are exhibition games, uh, nobody will do anything stupid to try and make sure they happen. If there's any questions. So, uh, as of now, the, uh, the, the Gopher hockey team will play, uh, St. Thomas Sunday afternoon and the U S under 18 team Monday night. Um, but we'll see. All right. Well, Omicron's a real thing, friends. So, uh, get boosted. If you're already vaccinated, for the love of God, get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, uh, keep your uh, ears open for all the craziness that may happen uh, with the remaining of the bowl season and with Gopher Sports related to COVID. And, of course, next week, look forward to another edition of the Sky U Podcast. In the meantime, go Gophers. Sky U Ma, row the boat.